0: Weekly. I'm Scott Pruros. With me today, I have Ken Canoon.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And Jacob Urish.
1: What's going on, everybody?
0: So now with uh, the men's and women's seasons done and over with, uh, we want to recap uh, the season, starting with women's basketball. Um, after a rough start, starting 4-7 and seven this season, they finished 19-14, and 12-6 in conference play. Uh, they finished the season uh, four straight before their loss to Iowa in the uh, NCAA tournament and the way they played in that MVC tournament and even early in that NCAA tournament game, that team looked really good. And obviously, losing Juju Redmond next year is going to be a big problem. But like, just looking at him, Juju Redmond really took over over those final four games. Um, their defense, led by Kate Bowman, was incredible. And then they had some other players step up. Maya Wong in the MVC championship game early in the NCAA tournament game. Mary Crompton returned home, made a couple big threes early. So they definitely they returned to the form that we saw throughout most of the season this year and they're definitely going to bring it over to next year
2: yeah you talked about juju redman um she deserves a shout out for uh that fourth quarter in the uni game um both teams put the uh put the ball in the hands of the stars you and i carly rucker uh isu juju redman redman uh Redmond to say that Redmond carried the offense, I think would be a correct statement. The ball was always in her hand, and I think almost every play, maybe except for three, four, were pretty much Redmond initiated. So losing her is going to be a a big loss. But no, big a uh, big NBC uh, title for the Redbirds. I'm not sure really any of us saw this coming, especially after that losing the four game losing skid that they went on before the. Uh, I think it was like one game before the MVC season ended. They were in a yep. four-game losing streak. Um, then their defense, uh, their defense was immense in the MVC uh, conference championships. And you know, Iowa is Iowa, but this is still a good season for ISU basketball.
1: Yeah, that defense really was amazing at Hoops and the Heartland. They allowed 52 points or less in all three of their games uh, on their way to the championship. Uh, but I do. I'm. I'm gonna look forward or look forward uh, to the next season to see what's coming. Like we all mentioned, Juju's gonna be gone, and that's she averaged. I think what 17 points a game this year.
0: 17.1, I think, in the regular yeah. season. And then it just went up during the postseason. That's
1: gonna be a very huge hole that someone, a group of people, or one person's gonna have to fill uh, this in upcoming year. So it'll be interesting to see. Maya Wong potentially being able to fill that hole. At the beginning of the year, she had a stretch of double-digit scoring games, then it kind of tailed off from there. But like you mentioned, in the MVC Championship, she scored 15. Um, didn't have the greatest game against Iowa. She was 1-for-10. Then you have Mary Crompton, who earlier in the year, again, showed that she can shoot the lights out of the ball like she always has. Uh, but versus Iowa, shot 4-12 through 11-for-3. Uh, she doesn't really create off the dribble. That's it's more spot up. I mean, she can, but that's not really her game. So it, it's really just going to be a, interesting to see who's going to be the one that because you're not going to you're not going to replace Juju. You're not like there's no way you can replicate that. But they're going to have to they're going to find someone for somewhere.
0: Yeah, I would agree. But I mean, I think there's still some key players. Yes, you lose Juju Redmond, and then you lose Kale Newland, and then um, I believe it's Lexi Kudelka who's also leaving. So those three, but I mean, you still have your All-NBC first-teamer Indiana Wilson. You have Maya Wong, who we were talking about, and I think, I think the problem with Maya Wong sometimes is she thinks she's more of a facilitator when she needs to be a scorer. And I think next year she really needs to realize that she's going to need to score. Yes, you can still facilitate, but you also have to attack. You also have to look to shoot the ball. Uh, you still have Mary Crompton; she's still there. Uh, Kate Bowman, who a lot of people thought should have been defensive player of the year and I believe didn't even make the defensive team. I which don't think she did. Yeah. Is, I I think was she agree- did. It was yeah. it, that was, was, gr- it was Certainly egregious. an interesting Incredible. Uh, you have Jasmine mcginnis Taylor, solid minutes off the bench. Kenzie Bowers started to look pretty I in the NBC tournament, Kenzie Bowers had some offensive rebounds that she got that I was like, how how did she get that ball? I've zero clue. I mean, I talked to a couple people. She was doing everything in high school. She had to do everything for her team and so she's carrying it over, so she's going to be a big uh, name that needs to step up next year. But I think I think still have a lot of potential because I know obviously a lot of other teams are losing this potential too.
1: There's definitely potential there. It's just, will they realize that potential and just come into form? But yeah, it, it, the potential is definitely there. We've seen it this year. But will it be consistent? I think that's the one thing. Because Juju was that consistent player, like almost the whole season. I mean, there's like a few rough games I think at the beginning of the year, but like down the stretch, she was just lights out from the mid range. It, it was it was great.
0: Yeah, she's definitely it's definitely a huge loss. But like we said, I mean, you have Gillespie signed through a contract extension through 26, 27, which is massive for the program. She came in. Uh, I believe it was 2017, 2018, I believe. And they were at the bottom of the Missouri Valley Conference. And now, five years later, they're on the top of the Missouri Valley Conference. And she's here for another five years, which is going to be great for the program. They got their first NCAA tournament appearance since 2008. And like you were talking, Iowa's Iowa. That's a tough game. But I got to give them credit. Early on, they played hard mary crompton like i said returned home she scored the first like seven points or something like that i mean but there's not a whole lot you can do against iowa and yeah they were limited next round but caitlin clark maybe player of the year she averaged like 28 points a game it's they have an incredible team so nothing to uh, hang your heads on if you're uh the redbirds there
2: so uh you guys anything else you want to talk about with women's basketball uh no just maybe uh maybe just one thing about the epilepsy extension um I think it's 100% deserved. I mean, she... I I can't stress enough in the Southern Illinois game and Northern Iowa game, how her adjustments, whether it was just creating space for players to attack or running certain actions for players, like, as an example, uh, they were running some elevator screens from Crompton and in the UNI game, and they finally found her in the fourth quarter, and it was a ginormous bucket. I think it was the retie the game um just overall just good coaching and smart actions from her and i think that extension is a hundred percent deserved full credit to her and congrats on the season that she's had
0: yeah talking about her she i don't know too many coaches that get into the game as much as her she's like her face is always red she's always screaming she's always into the game i mean it's just she has as much energy as any of the players on the court and i mean they talked about it they go as she goes so i mean it like you said very well deserved so we can move on to men's basketball now um they had a rough season uh started off pretty solid actually when you really look at it i think they were like eight and five at one point in the season Early on, and then they went 5 and 30. They were 8 and 7 in the season, and then they went 5 and 13 in conference play. Um, and then lost in the second round of the Arch Madness to you and I, who the regular season champions. Um, like you said, they definitely had a rough season, and now new head coach Dan Muller's out. Brian Jones is no longer the head coach, so now you have Ryan Peden from Ohio State, the top assistant there. Um, known for his recruiting, and he said he wants to bring the swagger back to Illinois State basketball. But you did lose Alston Andrews. He didn't get a whole lot of time this year. Near the end of the season, you started to see him a little more. Uh, Antonio Reeves has entered the transfer portal as well, and Abdu Jai has entered the transfer portal as a grad transfer. So it's not looking great right now, but you never know. I think, like I talked about, uh, Peden is known for his recruiting. You're in the perfect spot. You're in between Chicago iowa city st louis indianapolis all these areas where you can recruit if you go out and find it and he said he wants to recruit with anything within 200 miles pretty much so i mean it has potential but like i said i don't i think the mvc is up for grabs next year
2: yeah but not sure isu is going to be up there grabbing is the main issue um In regards to Peden, yeah, I heard the, I saw some of the press conference highlights getting their swagger back um, and taking advantage that Illinois State's kind of in the middle of uh, pretty much major cities all around Indianapolis, Chicago, St. Louis, Des Moines. There's probably other cities I'm forgetting and I'm probably looking like a fool right now, but um, the point is made. Interesting to see how he comes in, how he sets up this team next year, especially since you're losing leading scorer, NBC scorer, Antonio Reeves. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be great next year, but um, now that's gonna be the year where you find out your identity, you develop, and you continue to build and set the foundation for the program's future years with Peden.
1: I couldn't have echoed that any better. That's exactly what next year is going to be. It's just it's going to be on him to just like you said, lay the foundation, get an idea of what you want to build, and just hopefully carry that for as long as possible. Um, But yeah, it looks like the men's and women's team—they're both going to have very tall tasks uh, ahead in filling their scoring uh, void with Reeves and uh, Redmond. Well, we know Redmond's leaving. We still don't know Threes, but. Most likely he's gone, but yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who fills that role, how they fill that role, but uh, I'm going to agree with you, Ken, I think Scotty even would agree, like, it's just not going to be pretty next year, but it's just one of those years that you're going to have to, you're going to learn a
2: lot about yourself. I have a question for both of you. We know certain teams identities, so let's take Loyola for example. Their identity is we are going to smother you and suffocate you on defense. You and I. We are going to move the ball. We are going to shoot. We are going to dribble drive, penetrate, kick out, motion offense. What is ISU's identity? I I, I I'm not like I'm not sure they even really have an identity. They they had an identity last season. Maybe maybe you two might know. Know a bit more on what their identity was last season.
1: I, I would say the biggest thing that you could gather earlier in the season was their scoring because they were they they were averaging like well eighty points a game like oh, that just, that's Ronnie. but their defense was just so it, it just wasn't even it was the worst it, like there it was the worst in N B C so that their scoring didn't matter as much of course scoring always always matters but like
0: that that would be the only thing that I could maybe scrounge up is their scoring. Their identity at a lot of times was give the ball to Antonio Reeves and get out of the way, but, I mean, you obviously don't have him anymore, and now it's going to be just who, who can step up because I don't, you're right, I don't know what their identity is going to be. I mean, you lose Antonio Reeves, so let's look at their lineup next year. They have the roster here with everybody who's already, like, entered the transfer portal, so you have Mark Freeman. He will maybe start, maybe come off the bench again. That'll be interesting to see. You have Cy Chapman. He should be coming back off this ACL injury. Hopefully he's ready to go by the season because when he was playing, he was a very solid piece for that team. Josiah Strong, still there. Great shooter. He started near the end of the year to look more for his shot in terms of dribbling, pulling up, dribbling, driving. Howard Fleming, who I think has a ton of potential. I, he's a great defender, he's a fan favorite. At the end of the season, his offense really started to come on, so that's really good there. And then McChesney started to play at a high level. Kendall Lewis is still there. He's a very solid defender. can get buckets when he needs to. I, but like you said, I mean, who's the star on this team? Is it? Who's the, do they have just one player who stands out above the rest? Maybe Chapman if he's healthy, but like, you're right, I don't know what the identity of this team is.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you something you want to say?
1: uh other than uh, there's not much more to say other than that because yeah Chapman is the guy that stands out after I mean he was the guy that stood out after Reeves when he was healthy but yeah it's it's just gonna be like I'm, I'm just echoing the same thing but next season it it's gonna be I think it's gonna be very hard for them to score they're not they're, you don't expect anything like
0: this year if that's the case, then they better learn how to play defense. That's
1: another thing that I'm
0: scared about. Like, I, I okay, Fleming, I think he averaged like one or two steals a game. Or like Fleming, was- in my opinion, is one of the better on-ball defenders in the conference. He, When he guarded A.J. Green on ball at home, he actually gave him trouble. But A.J. Green's A.J. Green, so he still found buckets. But they don't. All around their defense. I mean, Side Chapman got blocks. Kendall Lewis was a solid defender. He played pretty well against Terry Roberts at home. But like like you said, I don't know.
2: So I think the first thing that Peden's going to need to do is find out what we are and build on those strengths after the initial conversation. Um, and losing Reeves does hurt I, I think I said that earlier, but one underrated thing is a lot of the scoring and a lot of the shot creation came on Reeves this is going to be the chance for other players to step up and maybe see what we can do and what they can do and how, you know, just find out their role in the offense. Um, and then it's also, we don't know what P- what Peden's going to want to do. We don't know what he's going to want to run, like his philosophies. I mean, you can say you can say what you want to do, but what you say versus what you actually coach and do on the court is very, very different, so... I think the the last two were are some interesting advantages we can uh, interesting advantages that we can use. Like we saw, what was the Fleming uh, the final regular season game? I think it's Indiana had State. Fleming, yeah, Fleming was borderline on like Indiana State couldn't stop him. You know, if he's going to be touching the ball more and getting more involved, getting him more reps, that's only going to make him a better player. He's
0: going to be the starting point guard. He has the ability to pass the ball. He has the ability to drive the ball. He did shoot the ball better at the end of the year, And like I said, defense. So,
2: So, yeah, while losing Reeves hurts, this is a big chance for other guys to step up now that they're going to have the ball in their hands. So it's going to be interesting to see who steps up now that uh, the Reeves scoring burden is gone and that creation is now going to be shared along pretty much the entire team, I guess, now.
0: It'll be interesting to see if anybody else does enter the portal over the few uh, next few weeks, or if somebody does end up coming back. But uh, look, I was talking before this podcast about the MVC as a whole, and I don't know who the favorite is. If I had to pick somebody, I personally think it might be Bradley because you look at you and I. AJ Green's more than likely gone. Noah Carter entered the transfer portal, and he has offers from like Texas Tech, Florida, Marquette. All these schools are offering him. Uh, Missouri State. They had two guys enter the transfer portal. Gage Prim graduated. Isaiah Mosley, I would think if all these guys leave, would enter the transfer portal too, but maybe he wants to stay and continue his legacy there. Uh, Bradley has the exact same team, plus whatever recruits they get. They have the exact same team. They'll probably be a little healthier. I know uh, they had a couple players out near the end of the year, but Bradley might be my pick. I know some people, Murray State's entering. Uh, Murray State's a great team, but you're losing your head coach. He left. You're losing you're prob- arguably your two best players in K.J. Williams, and I believe Justice Hill is on the road too. So I I don't know about you guys, but I think Bradley might be the favorite next year. Other than that, I don't know.
1: I don't know who Drake's losing, but they could be interesting. Drake could – I don't know everyone that they're losing. I know they have a lot of seniors I'm looking at, but I
0: don't know. Like with COVID years, I don't know who's coming back. So Drake
2: –
0: I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised that head coach DeVries hasn't gotten a different job. I'm surprised nobody's called his name, but my thing is if he did get another job, you can say goodbye to Tucker DeVries because there's zero chance he stays at Drake if his dad gets a job somewhere else. But like you said, they have a lot of seniors on that team. Gage or not Gage Prim? Um, uh, they got DJ Wilkins, Roman Penn, Roman, Penn. Melmer, Roman Penn, Garrett Sturts. I was blanking on Shane it. Roman Hill, Yeah, all these guys. So. Maybe Drake can compete because Tucker DeVries is a heck of a basketball player. For a freshman. For a freshman, yeah. for sure. He is a heck of a basketball player. But like I said, I mean, I don't know. you have any opinions
2: on that? It's just, like, I think you, when the, your your prefacing statement was correct, the NBC is going to be really open. There's a heck of a lot of unknowns that we don't know about. I mean, you two did a great job of covering who's who's leaving the NBC. Um with the graduation or transferring. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great unknown. We still got to see, you know, what, you know, who picks up who in regards to the MVC. They, if any other teams lend any transfer students, but yeah, it's going to be the great unknown this uh, upcoming year for the MVC, which is going to be pretty exciting, pretty exciting to cover.
0: Anything else from you guys? Uh, I don't have anything else. All right. So I think that's it. Uh, in the meantime, um, Follow along on our Twitter at the underscore Vidette and our sports account at Vidette underscore sports. And we'll see you around.